Thank you for listening to Strategies and Ideas for U.S. Businesses and our special series on the not-so-obvious. This is Michael Wardy, Certified Financial Planner and Regional Director at Source HOV Tax. And today we have in studio again, uh, Chris Hitzelberger, who is our Managing Director for our cost segregation practice here at Source HOV Tax. Thank you again for joining us, Chris. Thank you, Mike. Nice to be back. Thank you for that. Um, so on this episode, this special episode uh, for the Not So Obvious, I wanted to have you share an area that uh, we've had some CPAs and some other clients ask about. And I thought, you know what, it's good always to get information out there to the rest of our audience worldwide. So this, this topic is on REITs, increasing the tax-free component of a REIT dividend. Chris, can you share all that insight? Absolutely, Mike. Thank you. You know, over the years, I've been to probably a dozen presentations on uh, cost segregation and how it works for a REIT. And they all talk about increasing the personal property that increases the de depreciation, which decreases the amount that a REIT is required to distribute as dividends. And they can use that by retaining that money. They can use that to fund corporate activities. They can use it to fund the next acquisition. And that's absolutely true. However, the not so obvious, what people aren't talking about, is how it can increase the component of the dividend that's tax-free. Now, that's called the return of capital component of the, uh, of the REIT dividend. Here's how it works. <clears throat> so say a REIT has $100 of what would be taxable income. Well, they've got to distribute 90% of it. That's the rules of the REIT. So they have to distribute $90 as dividends to their shareholders. Now that dividend has three components. The first component is ordinary income, and that would be the REIT operates a business. It owns buildings, it leases them out, it collects rents, um, and it distributes the ordinary income in the form of dividends to their shareholders, and the shareholders pay ordinary income tax on that part of the dividend. Then there's the capital gains part of the dividend. In this case, the REIT has held a property long enough for it to be treated as the, uh, the capital gains upon the sale. So it's taxed at the capital gains rate. That too is distributed as dividends to the shareholder and the shareholder pays the lower capital gains ta tax rate on that part of the dividend. Then the third part, this is the not so obvious part, is the return of capital. And this is tax-free. When your friends and neighbors tell you that they've got shares in a REIT and they're tax-free, this is what they mean. They mean that that dividend could be entirely treated as return of capital. And here's how cost segregation increases that part. So we'll go back to that original example. The REIT made $100. Their dividend requirement is $90. They've got to pay out 90% of it. They do a cost segregation study and now because of the increase in depreciation, which decreases their taxable income, say their taxable income goes down to $80 because they've got an additional $20 of depreciation. Well, now they only have to pay out 90% of that $80. Now the dividend <clears throat> payout requirement is 72 cents instead of 90 cents. So the REIT only has to pay out 72 cents. But if they choose to pay out 90 cents, that's an additional 18 cents. The minimum requirement is 72 cents. 
but they pay out 90 cents. 18 cents of that dividend is treated as return of capital and that's tax-free. And if the accountants and the situation for the REIT are such that um, all of the dividend can be treated as return of capital, that is when you get an entirely tax-free um, dividend from one share of a REIT. So by increasing the depreciation, it gives the REIT the opportunity to increase the component of the dividend that's treated as return of capital, and that is the tax-free part of a REIT dividend, and that's what's not so obvious. Thank you, Chris, and thank you for tying in the title um, of, uh, of our episode, our series episodes. Uh, thank you, and also thank you for taking something that is complex and making it a little bit more user-friendly uh, for our audience and listeners and for our subscribers, if you do have additional questions on this, please give me a call at 312-909-4045, 312-909-4045, and I would be more than happy to schedule a time for you to talk further about this issue and this topic uh, with Chris. Uh, as always, Chris, thank you for joining us. And for our subscribers and listeners, please uh, uh, click like. And also, uh, if you know people that could benefit from this, please share this podcast with them. And also continue to watch out for additional episodes on this series of Not So Obvious. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, everyone. And thank you again, Chris. You're welcome.